I'm going to start with this. Seekers or finders? Seekers are finders. So if you want to title something today in your notebook, I want you to write down seekers are finders. Seeking and finding. These two things go hand in hand. You do not find unless you what? Seek. You don't just happenstance across something without seeking for it first. We seek for so many things in our lives. There are so many different things that we seek out. We seek a better way to do things. All my dads in the room, can we get an amen? It's always like, that's how people invent things. How could I do this easier? How could I do this better? I'm always seeking different ways to do things. Maybe you seek out things to do with your spouse or with your friends or, hey, let's go do something. Well, I'm going to seek out and find out all the best things there are to do. How much it's going to cost? What is it going to be? We're constantly seeking. We seek out for love. We seek for acceptance. Sometimes we seek a career. But the most important thing that we could ever seek out is God is God. And can I tell you, the seeking does not stop at salvation. Seeking God and seeking out the things of God does not, you have not arrived when you get saved. You do not arrive. And this is, this is what, uh, man, Hannah Irby actually preached this one time on a Wednesday night and I'll never forget it. She's like, if God's intentions was for you to just get saved in life, then you would go straight to heaven as soon as you said the prayer. The reason we're still on earth is there's still more things to do with our lives. Not only just for the will of the kingdom, but more things to find out about God. So seeking is a, is, is, it, it's an everyday thing in our lives, but it should really be honed into seeking the things of God. But before we can begin on that journey of the deeper things of God, we need to get a better understanding of what seeking really means. I think, it, I think a lot of people, the reason I want to do this is I think we've confused seeking and looking. We've confused seeking and looking. Let me give you a prime example. Kylan, go get your cleats out of your bedroom. Can't find them. Did you look for them? Yeah, watch. Oh, toy. (laughs) And then I walk in and I go, Kylan, you're looking for them. How about you move some stuff? How about you pick that up off the floor? How about you go, hey, they're obviously not here. Let me go look in a different area. He's like, I did. I I moved that right there. I'm like, did you move that over there? Did you open those drawers? Did you look in your closet? Did you seek it out or did you just look? A lot of us are the same in our, we're, we're the same in our searching of God. So many believers have just looked for God, but God is calling us to seek him. They come to church and they just glance at the presence, but he's calling us to a place where we seek his presence. We come and we just get here on Sunday and we look for just a moment on whatever's being told us about God, and then we go away and we're okay with just a look, but he's saying, I want you to seek me. I want you to search out and you will find me. Seekers are finders. So the definition and the breakdown of the word seeking is this. To adore. To search out. A quest. And a quest is defined as a long or arduous, which is a strenuous effort, difficult, tiring, search for something. Hunt for. All my hunters in the room, y'all spend months preparing for a hunt. 
Y'all want to know where the deer are, where the bigger ones are, where they're going to walk. You set out different things. You move around. You pay attention to the temperature, the way the air, the wind's blowing so they can't smell you downwind. I mean, like when you hunt for something, you spend time doing it. Request, call for, beg. You have a desire for a strong feeling or wanting or having something. So one more time, to seek is to adore, to search out, to quest for something, to hunt for something, to request, call for, beg, desire. Do any of these words describe our pursuit of God? Do any of those words describe our pursuit of God? As I was typing this out, the Holy Spirit wanted me to flip that question on myself and go, does, does, is your search for God a quest? Are you really going? And a quest is not just one day. It is, it is days to come. Do you adore the things of God and who He is and His Word that He's given us? Are you hunting? Are you looking? Are you trying to find? Are you calling for? Are you going after? Are you seeking? Seeking takes all of you. It takes every ounce, every fiber, every thought, everything. But here is the exciting thing. Seeking God is rewarding. Seeking God is rewarding. Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13, verse 45 through 46. If you've got your Bibles, go ahead and turn there. Matthew chapter 13, 45 through 46. Here's what it says. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who on finding one pearl of great value went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who on finding one pearl of great value went and sold all that he had and he bought it. Lord, I pray over your word. I pray over my lips that you would anoint them, God, and that your words would come through today. That as we discuss Scripture, as we open it up, that it'll be truth and it'll be real, God. And it'll, it'll be something that challenges us and stretches us and takes us to a place that calls us to a place of seeking. We just give you the praise and the glory. And it's your name we pray. Amen. What a great Scripture. What a great... I, I think, and that's why Jesus spoke in parables. I think a lot of times we can, we can really visualize this picture. A merchant went out searching for fine pearls and when he found one of great value, he went back, sold everything just to buy it. The Lord is matching finding something from the kingdom of God to this pearl that there was, no, there was no cost too high for it. There was no cost too high for it. Not one time did Jesus mention that the man went seeking with a budget. He didn't say he had about 40 bucks. So whatever he could buy in that budget because he couldn't spend all the other monies or all of his stuff was too precious. So he was just trying to find a pearl that was I. And I think a lot of us are okay with I in our walk with God. I think a lot of us are okay with just getting by in our walk with God. And the reason I'm stirred about this message today is because I believe God is calling Journey Church to a deeper place in him. But he never went with the budget. He knew when he found it, there was no cost that was not too pricey. 
everything that I own, everything that I am, you can have it all. You can have every bit of it because I need what I found in him. I need what I have found in him. You see, when you come into seeking the kingdom, and when you're seeking the kingdom, this is what you're seeking out, the way of kingdom living. Living with the fruit of spirit in your life. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. Like you're, you're wanting to see those things evident in your life. That's what it means to seek the kingdom of God. Seeking out, knowing scripture, how to use it, how to pray it, how to speak it over your life. Functioning in the gifts of the spirit. How to live a prosperous life in all things, not just in money, but also in health and in your relationships, and in your career, and in the church, and in the body of believers. You're seeking out, wanting to see signs, wonders, and miracles. The Bible tells us that those things follow his people. So if we're not seeing those things, a lot of times we flip that question on, well, God, didn't your word say this? But I think sometimes we have to look internally on why aren't we seeing these things. We're so quick to throw it back on God and go, your word said it. And he's like, but you ain't living it. You aren't truly seeking the way I've asked you to seek. You're just looking and you're all right with it. But as soon as you need signs, wonders, and miracles, you flip it right back on him. And he's going, if you would just get this part right, everything else would fall into place. Or you're seeking God to know him in a deeper way. You're wanting to know God in a deeper way, to experience him in a new way. To search the depths of his love for us. We, have a, we, we, we all have a price limit. I believe the American church has a price limit when it comes to the things of God. Yeah. Pastor Jack and I were having this conversation in his office the other day. And he was telling me about this message that he was listening to on the way into work. And it was this guy from Nigeria, but he grew up in London. And he was comparing... Nigeria to London and he said one day I was walking around with some of my friends from London and um, their mom came in and said something and he, he looked at her and was like he's like don't talk to me like that get out of my room and she turned around and walked out the room and the kid from Nigeria goes you can do that he goes in London yes that's how we do it he's like all right so he goes back to his house his mom comes in and says something he looks at her and says hey don't tell me that get out of my room she said, what? He said, that's how it's done here in London. He said, no sooner did I get up and go to turn that her hand was on the back of my neck and had it pinned to a window. She said, you see that out there? That's London. In here, it's Nigeria. <laughs> All the moms in the room went, I felt that. I wish my kid would. <laughs> But here's what he followed that statement with. In London, they loved their parents, but they didn't respect them. In Nigeria, it was demanded love and respect. Yes. Why do you think, and again, in the West, we love God, but we don't respect and fear God. Yes. So why do you see all the things happening in China and in Asia and in India and in Africa? Because they love and respect God. Yes. We show it by the way we seek him. Yes. You're not worth that cost. I love you, but I ain't paying that price. And then when he doesn't move, again, we throw it right back at him and go, your word said this. We have a lot of unbelievers in the world today that said, well, his word is just not true. No, you didn't live it out the way you were supposed to. 
you didn't pay the price that you were supposed to pray. God is not a, I'm just here whenever you need me, God. He does demand us to seek him. He does demand us to live righteous and holy. He does demand things of us. He wants the respect that he is due. But it is a beautiful thing to give that. So I'm talking to all the people in the room, even you saints in the room. We get to a place in our walk that we get comfortable. We get used, so used to the place that we're at in him, we don't want to seek out something that will cost us more. I'm so close, I'm good, but the heart of the Father is for you to come even closer. Let me tell you something. People watching on Facebook, people in the room, you will never, ever, 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 ever reach the depths of God. You will never come to the end of it. Just a little plug for Hope's concert on November 6th. You'll hear scripture read that there are creatures flying around him 24-7 with eyes all over them, catching new revelation of him for eternity. And you think that in our just 70 to 80 years of life, we could ever, in searching him out once to two times a week, we would ever find the depths of him? We get to the point where we don't want to pay the price anymore. We get to a place and we go, that's too expensive. The way my wife and I say it in the store is we don't like that color. We don't ever want to tell somebody we can't afford it. We just go, mm, I don't like that color. Then both of us know we ain't willing to pay that price. So some of you in the room are going, yeah, no, I don't like that color. Mm. Jeremy said it last week, you're as close as you want to be and you're as deep as you're willing to go. That, that statement hit me right in the heart. You're as close to the Father as you want to be and you're as deep as you're willing to go. It's unlimited access. He will let you come as close as you want to come and he'll let you go as deep as you want to go. But that is on us to seek it out. Mm. So I pose the question, why do we count the cost for someone who didn't count it for us? Why do we count the cost for someone who didn't count the cost for us? For God, it was his son. For Jesus, it was his life. They didn't count that call. They knew it needed to be paid and they paid it. They knew it needed to be paid and they paid it. But we all the time won't ante up. The man seeking, he found what he was looking for and he went and sold everything he had. What are we telling God when we aren't willing to go deeper? Lord, if the cost wasn't so high, if it was just a little bit cheaper, I would pay it. I'm telling you these things because there is so much more depth to God than where you are currently. Saints in the room that have been walking with them for years, I'm chasing after you. I want to be able to be in my older age and say, man, all of my days, I have walked the path of righteousness and I know God in such a way, but I still want to be able to go, but there's so much more to learn. There's so much more to see and to find. Mm. Dr. Johnson told us week one of his teaching that the pages of the Bible would come alive in our church if we were willing to pay the cost. Are we truly willing to pay it? What does that look like? It looks like sacrificing some things. And not all just sacrificing unto God. Some things need to just be killed in our lives. We need to run around with a machete chopping some stuff up in our lives. Figuratively, okay? Don't run around your house today chopping up stuff. <laughs> Screaming, going, Pastor told me to cut it all out. And let me tell you this. Let me, oh, thank you, Lord. 
So when you are having this conversation with your children, because there's things that you as their parent have to allow in and not allow in. You are the gatekeeper to your home, not your child. Your child does not tell you what comes in through their screens or through their phones. You do. That's your responsibility. I'm not getting a lot of amens from the parents, and that's all right, because I'm just trying to give some biblical truth for just a moment. Some of those things that you have to kill is in your kid's life. But let me tell you something. Walk them through it. Talk to them about it. Show them scripture and explain why we're doing this and not just start throwing crap away going, God said it can't be in this home. It's not going to be in this home. I'm just telling you, your kids will run from that in a heartbeat. They will look at you and go, you are crazy. But when you sit down with them and go, hey, we are called to be followers of Jesus and righteous people. And there are things that are not right. And I know you don't understand this. And all your friends listen and do these things. But in our home, we don't do this. Just like the mom. Out there might be London, but in here we're Nigeria. Out there might be the world, but in our home we live a kingdom life. And walk them through it. Hold their hand and take them through it and go, this is why. This is why. Does that mean they're going to just go, oh, okay, here's everything I've ever done wrong. No. But you are walking them through it and the chances of helping them grow in it magnifies. Versus just coming in, I mean, Jesus flipped tables. He flipped tables. Sometimes we got, and then sometimes he sat down with people. Sometimes we need to sit down with our kids and we need to talk to them and be gatekeepers of what comes into our home. You have to guard your hearts, and at that age, you have to guard your child's heart. So I hope you listen to that. Don't feel conviction in that moment. Let the Holy Spirit teach you how to do that. That in those moments where you're going through those things and you're struggling through those things, he will help you have those conversations. And he'll show up and your kids will get it. Your kids will get it. Your kids will get it. Like I said, the first time, they, they're not going to just give you everything. But you, have those, you keep those conversations going. Young parents in the room, start it young. Start it really young. We've had conversations with Colin since he was like four. Because he sees people doing things. He's like, hey, we don't do that at our house. Then he starts asking questions, and we don't go, well, God said it's bad. Okay, here's why we believe that it is not right. And let me show you scripture so that when your buddy at school goes, well, here's why I think it's right, they, they go, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. It's here, not here. We got to get it in here. That goes for all of us, too, even as adults. Some of us have got it all here. We ain't got none of it here. There is no deep root, so that when the first season of heat comes, as we talked about a couple weeks ago, we wither up and fall over because there is no depth. Mm. What are we watching? What are we listening to? What are we talking about? What are we thinking about? What are we allowing to shape us? These are tough things to walk through, but if we want to go to that place, we have to make some major decisions. Will we sell it all? For some of you, it could save your family. We are in a season of so many people questioning God and His existence, and that is because they are not seeking Him. They are going off of what a preacher has told them their whole lives. And I'm saying this as a preacher. <laughs> I was typing this, and I promise you it was the Lord because I was typing it and I stopped my went, I'm supposed to say that? But I'm preaching to them. I don't want to tell them, don't take every. But I need to tell you the truth that I'm just up here to encourage, to bring the word, to stir some faith in you a little bit. But your beliefs and your relationship with God is on you. My responsibility is to hear from the Lord, seek out the truth, 
and present it to you and encourage you, and then you go and you walk out the rest of your days growing and learning from God. So that when those moments come, you haven't just allowed a, 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 a flesh person. You have not allowed the words of man to paint the picture of an eternal all power for God. But that's what's happening. We're allowing ministers to paint this picture of God. He is too powerful. He is too good. He is too great. He is too gracious and merciful. He is too wonderful. He is too loving. He is too righteous. That my words could not do justice to a point. But his word can. There is one who can. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 through 12. These things God has revealed to us. Through who? The Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except the Spirit of that person which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. And now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things given freely us by God. And so for those of you that are like, I haven't received that Spirit, let me flip a couple chapters over. 2 Corinthians 3.16 says, Do you not know? that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you. Do you not know that you are God's temple? Now that right there could be a whole series of messages and we're actually going to talk about the temple in, uh, I think it's March next year. No, May. May we're going to talk about the temple of God and that being us and taking care of it. But his spirit dwells in us. So if you're wanting to know anything about him, he's in you. And you can go, Holy Spirit, I need you to teach me something today. I need you to reveal something new to me because you know all the thoughts of God. You know the depths of him. Reveal it to me through the word. As I begin to think and listen and have conversation with you, the very person that knows God the best dwells in you. When you are saved, his spirit comes and dwells in you. And now you have access and you have the best co-seeker in the world. The best helper I mean, wouldn't we kill at hide and seek if we had somebody that watched where everybody went? Right? I mean, I know that's, that's kind of funny, but think about it. If you had somebody watching everybody and they went, he's over there, she's over there, he's over there, she's over there. We got that in the Holy Spirit. You want to know the things of God? Ask him. He'll help you get to that place where they are. I mean, you're still going to have to go find it and touch it. But he's going to give you guidance and direction and help you get to that place. So let me encourage you in three things real quick. Number one is seeking is not in vain. Seeking is not in vain. Don't you love to know that something you're doing isn't in vain? Which means there is fruit to it. <laughs> Anybody ever put a lot of work into something and then come to realize it was all for nothing? I hate that. I hate that. I hate that. To put in all this work, discipline myself, look, seek, read, pray, come to find out it's all in vain. See, the kingdom of God, listen, when you do things for kingdom business, it will never be in vain. The principle of the kingdom of God is sowing and reaping. Anytime you put in work but don't see the fruit, it's okay. The Bible tells me that I might plant, but someone else will reap. I might sow in this season, but another season someone's going to reap something that I sowed years ago. So my seeking and my work is not in vain. It is in the things of God, and His word will not return void. So I stand on that truth. And know that as I seek out the Father, He will be faithful. That pertains to those training up a child in the room. You sow in the work to train them up right, but you might not see the fruit of, the, of, of this season, but the next generation might. 
There will be a season that the Holy Spirit blows on that seed or waters that seed and then it's going to reap fruit. Things that you begin to see and speak into your life. It's been 10 years that you've spoken and you still haven't seen it. The seed is still in the ground and we continue to seek the one that brings the growth. 1 Chronicles 28.9 says, As for you, my son Solomon, know the God of your father and serve him with a loyal heart and a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and understands all the intent of the thoughts. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will cast you out forever. The greatest reward is God. The reason is not in vain is because when you seek, you find him. And he is the greatest reward. He is the greatest reward that we could ever be given. It is him. Jeremiah 29, 13. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, And you will seek me and you will find me. When? You search for me with all your heart. When you search for me with all your heart. Leads me into the second point, and then I'm going to dive into a little bit of what it means to seek with our whole hearts. The second point is he will hear you and have mercy on you. He will hear you and have mercy on you. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 29 through 31. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 29 through 31. But from there you will seek the Lord your God and you will find Him if you search after Him with all your heart and with all your soul. When you are in tribulation and all these things come, up in you, uh, come upon you in the latter days, you will return to the Lord your God and obey His voice. For the Lord your God, present tense, is a merciful God. He will not leave you or destroy you or forget the covenant with your fathers that He swore to them. If you seek Him with your whole heart, you put in the work. We, we talked about wells that you dig. You put in the work to go down and go down and go down, and then one day water comes. And all of that time of putting in the work pays off. So that as you seek the Lord, you will go about your days continually seeking Him, and a moment that took place 10 years ago will finally come to fruit. He will hear you, and He will have mercy on you. So that's what the Lord is saying in this scripture, that you will seek him and you will find him. And then in your latter days, when all these things begin to come upon you, because of all of this, the seeking that you did, he will have mercy on you and he will hear you. But we have to search it with our whole heart. So let's get practical for a second. Seeking with your whole heart is not leaving anything unturned. Nothing is off limits when it comes to God. Nothing is off limits when it comes to God. If I have to fast, I will. Well, pastor, I just can't go one day without food. Then you said that you're not willing to pay the price. You are saying you're not willing to pay the price. If I have to give up something, I will. Well, you know, pastor, I got to watch my shows. I got to have my wind down time. I got to have these friends to release all of these things in my life. I mean, they just get me. They understand me. They might not be believers, but... They still make me happy. If I have to spend more time in prayer, I will. What am I going to pray for for an hour? What am I, I going to pray for an hour? I don't, I don't think I'm willing to pay that one. If I have to sacrifice some personal dreams or aspirations, then I will. Well, doesn't God believe in our dream? Does he want to give us the desires of our heart? Doesn't he want to see these things? I think a lot of times we try to pray God's will into our will. We try to pray things to line up we want his will to line up with our will, not ours with his. I think we've got it flipped, church. 
We pray so many things to get his will lined into ours. And it's like, that might not be his will for my life. We always talk about when you run from the call of God on your life. Listen, every person is called by God. Every single person is called by God. It's not just a call to ministry. It's a call to live a life for him. And every person that all may be saved, that all may have eternal life, all have been called and they're running and they're not willing to line up their will with his will. Not understanding that it's better to live the way that he wants to live. And you know what? My personal dream might not line up with kingdom business. So I have to be able to put that thing aside and say, Lord, what is your will? It's a cost. It's a cost. We all have personal dreams. If it was up to me, I'd have played professional sports all my life. Whether I was good enough or not, I would have chased it as long and hard as I could. But there's so much more fulfillment in kingdom business. There's so much more. I stand on a stage and get to, to, to dedicate a child of a child that was in my kids' ministry. You can't tell me God ain't good and faithful. You can't tell me it wasn't worth it. But we have to put those things aside. If I have to join a journey group to better understand Scripture, then I will. There is no cost that I will not be willing to pay. To seek with your whole heart is to turn all attention to Him, remembering as we have talked about the past few weeks, is an essential key because it keeps you in a place to have an attitude of worship and awe to the Lord. Staying in a constant. Listen, guys, this is a a constant connection, not just a Sunday morning connection. Not just when I come to church on Sunday. It's a Monday morning, Monday midday, Monday afternoon, Monday evening, Monday night, Tuesday morning, Tuesday at 10 o'clock, Tuesday at 11, 12, 12, 12, 30, 1, 1, 30. I mean, it's constant. It's constant. So I have to always be thinking about him? Yes. Yes. You do these things and you will find him. And when that takes place, you then, then God will be merciful and not leave you or destroy you or forget the covenant that he's made. Psalm 69, 32, the humble shall see this and be glad. And you who seek God, your heart shall live. Number three is your faith is strengthened. Hebrews eleven six. 6, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. When you seek him, your faith grows. He rewards your faith as you seek him. As I said earlier, he is the reward. Your faith will grow because you'll begin to see the things of God take place in your life. You'll begin to see him show up in ways he's never shown up before. You will see things happen that you can't explain to anyone else except that God is good. And then in that, when you go into the next season that looks similar to the one you just went through, you said, hey, my God is the same today, yesterday, and forever, so I'm going to continue to walk, and now my faith has been strengthened because I have sought God with my whole heart, and he has been faithful because seekers are finders. Seekers are finders. And he is the reward. From him and through him and to him are all things. Psalms 34, 8 through 10. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want to those who fear him. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Psalms 34, 8 through 10. What an incredible God. What a good God. That he's not saying search me out for himself. He's saying search me out for you. It is in your benefit. It is in your greater good. It is in you 
Psalms 34, verse 8 through 10. Number three was, your faith is strengthened. Mm. He's calling us to a deeper place. Hope if you'll come play. I got one more piece to say. My prayer is from a couple weeks ago that you heard the message about the parable of the sower and the call to make sure that our soil is taken care of. That this word that I'm speaking today is landing on good soil. That it's going to take root and it's going to grow and be fruitful. It's not going to be choked out by thorns. It's not going to have no root to it. There is depth to it. There is word to it. You got to put in the work. You got to put in the work because this is, this is big. God is calling Journey Church to a deeper place. I had somebody ask me last week, man, after these couple weeks, man, what do you think God's up to? I was like, I don't know, bro. I can't give you an answer. I wish I could be like, this is it. But all I know is, he said, if you will seek me, you will find me. And if we want to be a church full of him, we've got to seek him. We've got to live different. We have to live a different life. But are we willing to pay the price? Matthew 13, I wanted to read this one last, even though it came before the last scripture I read, because I love this. Matthew 13, says, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has so that he can buy that field. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. He finds the treasure, but now there is a cost to that treasure. I found it, and I love it, and I want more of it. But this means I've got to go sell all. I can't purchase this with what I have right now. I can't reach this place again unless I go get rid of everything that I've already got. Because there's new things coming. But I'm so held on to where I am in Christ right now that I've become familiar and I know this place and it's comfortable and it's safe here. And God's saying, I want you to sell it all and come to this new land. I want this new property for you because it is full of treasure. It is full of wealth. It is full of the promises of me. And some of us find that treasure and go, man, I wish I could pay the price to get this. It doesn't matter. It never tells us what he actually sold. It just says he sold all. And I love that. It wasn't he was a rich man and went and sold his three homes, his two cars, kept one house and a car. Or he just went and sold all. So that way we all can go, hey, I can sell everything. I can give everything. I can give everything. And again, just to speak practical, because we want to talk practical in the room. Again, I'm not saying you go give your car and sell it and, 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 and just walk everywhere. I'm talking about internally in you. The reason he uses parables is because now we can relate the things in the world that we understand to the things of the Spirit. He's just trying to help us understand it. So we talk about selling it all. There are some things that, will not, that we will not possess unless we go and sell some things. There are things that we will not possess either as a church or as individual believers that we will not possess unless we go and sell things. So let me share a revelation with you from the Lord for me 
This is something he spoke to me this week. He highlighted that in his joy, he went and sold all. In his joy. In his joy, he went and sold it. If your mindset is, I have to give up things that are fun for God. If you say, I'll never know what's happening on that show on Netflix that everybody's watching. I'll never know about the music trends because I don't listen to that music anymore. If you look at it as a bad thing, it's going to feel like a bad thing. Your perspective is all off. The way we flip our perspective, and I'm coming, I just told y'all this was a revelation to me. This is something the Lord's dealing with me in here, that if we're going to go to a place, there are some things that we got to sell. There's some things that we have to sacrifice and say, Lord, I'm selling everything that I watch on television. If it doesn't glorify you, I don't want any of it. If the music that I'm listening to does not uplift my spirit and the things of you, I don't want it anymore. That's a high price to pay because people are going to look at me like I'm crazy. And they're going to come to me and say, hey, did you see it? Did you see it? No, why? Because it has nothing to do with the eternal. Me knowing what happens on that show helps me nothing for eternity. Me listening to that song has nothing. Me hanging out with those people, me partaking in things I should not partake in has absolutely nothing to do with me for eternity. I'm seeing that the things of this world have no worth to them. The monies of the world is quickly declining. The things of the spirit of the world have always led to destruction. But the treasure that I found in him, oh Jesus, has all eternal meaning that I could ever want or ever need. And so if I change my perspective from, I'm not going to know what everybody else is talking about. I'm not going to fit in. I'm not going to be seen and be understood or this or that or do the things that my friends do. Then you're not going to go in your joy. That's not going in joy to do it. Because what happens is when you don't do it in joy, you eventually go back and buy it again. When you don't do it in your joy, you go back and buy it again because you, you feel like you're missing something. Well, I'm missing out. I'm missing out. My perspective has changed. I'm not missing out. Listen, I'm laying this down so that I can pick up more understanding of the things of God. I'm laying down something in my hands that has no benefit to me in my life whatsoever. And I'm picking up things that are of the eternity of the kingdom of God and taking me deeper to the place of the one that I want to spend eternity with. When you stand before the Lord, he ain't going to ask you what happened on season one, two, and three of your favorite show. When he asks you, he's not going to ask you, well, what did you do with your extracurricular time? He's not going to ask you, what did you do with this? What did you do with that? He's going to look at your life and whether you've lived it from, there's things that are going to go in the fire. Things of the world are going to burn up. Things of the kingdom are going to come out as precious jewels. And I don't want to stand there empty handed, ladies and gentlemen. I don't want to stand there empty handed. I want to pay the price and I want to say one day that Journey Church was willing to pay the price willing to pay the cost that we laid down things we sold things we sold everything and said I'm doing it for you Lord because seeking is not in vain seekers are finders